Welcome everyone to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. I'm Chris and that's Dan. Dan, tell everybody what we're talking about on this Monday evening. <clears throat> Season 3, episode 13 of The Simpsons. First aired January 23rd, 1992. It's called Lisa the Greek. And what is that a reference to? Well, in the 80s and early 90s, there at NFL pregame show, I don't know whose, there was a guy named Jimmy the Greek, and he would give you the betting lines. He would just straight up be like, now we're going to do illegal betting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> and he would tell you what bets to take and not to take. So... Uh, yeah, this is yeah. So, so that's there's the, so there's, much content on this episode. There is no chalkboard gag that goes straight to the house. That's right. There's no chalkboard gag at all because this is a loaded episode. And Dan, you are more of an NFL expert than I am, so you can fill in some of the funny gags that they take out here as we review this. But yeah, let's jump into Lisa the Greek and let's talk about well how this one pretty much turns out. The uh, we do get a couch gag. It's not so short that we have to cut the couch gag. Uh, this is the one where the family sits on the couch and you hear the whimper and Homer pulls out Santa's little helper from under his ass. So, poor Santa's little helper. That's the thing, right? Is like, as the Simpsons quality goes down overall episode, the couch gags get way better. Because, like, those, some of those later couch gags are crazy good. We're going to end up reviewing the entire couch gag. Especially my favorite one of all time, which is the Homer evolution. So... Uh, Homer is all snacked up to watch six hours of football. Dude, and I love that he's... Dude, I love the positioning. He's got, like, the snack on either side, above him, over both shoulders on the couch. He's got snacks on the floor. He's got one between his legs, and he's just going ape shit, pulling snacks out from every direction. That's the dream right there. And then you realize that that was real time and not, like, a... Yeah, time dilated. Because we watch... Marge slowly walk in from the Yeah, he's literally eating that quickly. (laughs) Does he ever swallow his food? He's like a pig. Nah, I think he's more like a duck. We'll get to that one. So, of course, we have to have a Jimmy the Creek parody on here, right? Yes. And this is Smooth Jimmy Apollo, voiced by Phil Hartman. And he makes a pretty bold prediction. Denver over New England. Was that even the case in 1992? I mean, they didn't have Brady yet. Was Denver a powerhouse back then? I mean, Denver had... What's his face? Elway? Yeah, Elway was still really good. Okay. Okay, so that's... For time frame-wise, that's not too... Watching it in 2021, you see that they're like, Yep, the Broncos over the Patriots. Anybody would just think that's funny these days. Especially because there's a great Denver Broncos joke in a later episode. Yes. You know the one. <laughs> and that's that's post-Elway, right? No, that's still Elway. Is it still Elway? But it's the... So... Well, Elway still played until like 97 or 98 where he won two Super Bowls. So, yeah. so of course, uh, because he picks Denver as his guarantee... Homer immediately calls Mo, and he's got the illegal gambling thing going down, where he's like, you're HS, 
and he's got the little black book that, of course, Chief Wiggum's using as a coaster. And Wiggum doesn't realize that there's illegal gambling going on right in front of him because, as Homer points out, he famously, you know, thought that was a body, but then he said, "No, I thought it was a body too." But he clearly said, (laughs) "Yeah, grass clippings. You got to learn to listen, Lou." clippings. It's a good place to dump our yard clippings. Yeah. So, of course, uh, in 13 seconds of football, New England up by seven. <laughs> Which is a funny joke oh. in its own. Lisa's trying to show off her Malibu Stacy studio apartment that she came up with. Which, of course, has like yeah, the... Here's, here's where she sleeps. Here's the kitchen. Here's where she types up her feminist, her feminist newsletter. And Homer just dismisses her. So, while Marge is bathing Maggie in the sink, she dismiss it she's all upset about it and of course marge is like well you ever take an interest in what he's doing like if you why don't you try that and see how that goes (laughs) but this is one of my favorite jokes bart just throws a dirty dish in the sink and marge screams at him and he doesn't realize what he did (laughs) ah so good so lisa decides to join homer on the couch and he scoots her all the way off to the side and even gets upset when she sighs. Uh, trivia on that later. So while they're bonding, Marge is like, hey, Bart, while they're watching football together, why don't we do something? You could use some new clothes. He's like, uh, of course. No, I don't need new clothes, Mom. And, of course, she spins him around. There's the classic back of the shirt's dirty. The the seat and the pants is ripped up. And it's just full of holes. Just full of holes. So... Nope, she's taking him for new clothes. So, of course, we're back to Homer and Lisa. And all, he's switching through all the sports analysts, right? Like, And they all have a thing. They're stolen cold, lock of the night. Yeah, they got they all got the gimmicks. The shoe in, it's got the giant shoe. And then Professor Frank, Cleveland's going to win by 2,000 points. Why, you piece of crap, the Gambletron? Yeah. So they're all picking different teams. Like, and then, of course, yeah. It goes with the coach's hotline, which is intentionally designed to waste money. He even says that, too. And. But he, he ends up. Asks Lisa, like, just, who do you think is going to win? Yeah, who do you think is going to win? And she gives him a choice, so he goes in on a bet. And then I like that Krusty's uh, one of the gambler people who calls him, too. He goes, goes yeah, put, uh, put 700 bucks down. And then Sideshow Mel honks at him. He goes, oh, I put Sideshow Mel down for two grand. What does he call him? Like, Mr. K? Yeah. Hey, it's me, Mr. K. (laughs) Like, that's my favorite part. I always love when people... Put me down for 700, and then all Mel does is honk at him, and he's like, oh, yeah, put Mel down for way more money than even I... Yeah, than even I have. What a dick. (laughs) So, of course, Marge is taking Bart clothes shopping, and she's picking out all these awful shirts that even, like, no no right mother would actually pick that stuff out for the kid. Even Bart's like, Mom, the kids who wear these clothes get beaten up. And she she's just, like, just keeps piling on the clothes. She goes, look, they have little bow ties. And you just see the giant clothes pile with Bart's face missing. She says, kids that would beat you up for what you wear aren't your friends. And it's like, no shit. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Thanks, Marge. Thanks for the motherly advice. But I love when she goes, don't make that face at me. He's like, how'd you know? She just knows. So so Lisa's correct. The team she picked won. And as Homer 
It, she mimics everything Homer's doing, the woohoos and everything. We won fifty big ones. He's like, uh, okay, Lisa, let me uh, let me explain how this works. And he uses the ice cream metaphor. I mean, an ice cream is great on its own, but don't you want the sprinkles and the cherry and the, the, the little stuff? cookie, the cookie crumbles? Mmm, cookie crumbles. <laughs> So naturally, that's uh, it's actually not a bad way to explain it to an eight-year-old. And well, then, especially now, where sports gambling is legal in more states every month. Oh yeah, it's actually legal. It's actually legal here in Pennsylvania. They they do ads for it on the radio all the time. Like I don't know if it's legal here yet, but we are on the short list of places that will be soon. Last I knew. Yeah, I mean, so. there's I mean, there's my bookie. That's a popular one. I hear that one all the time. There's the sports, <laughs> the actual sports bet app. And DraftKings. DraftKings, yeah. And I think DraftKings does the thing where, like, they'll match your first bet for you. So, like, your first bet is pretty much risk-free. So even if you don't win anything, you kind of get your money back as an encouragement to sign up. Like, yeah, get in there and take a risk-free bet because you know what's going to happen if you you bet and you win and you get all that money. You're going to want to do it again. DraftKings does crazy shit. Like, they'll do – they'll, like, double bet – how much a bet is worth sometimes and they'll give me your money back if they think something was shitty or or too you know right right wonky. so if they they'll think give me your money back like they'll if they your money back if they and, think that Belichick cheated again they'll yeah they might actually reimburse you for it but that's the thing right is like wow these guys are actually cool like that shit i'm going to use them to bet because now they're that's how you get all these customers that's marketing now you don't have to deal with some shady guy, right? Well, that's just it. Like, that's the history is usually people are shady. I mean, freaking Mo, right? Like, Mo isn't exactly in a nice bar. He's in he's in a dank bar. I mean, Carl loves it. Oh, Mo, the dank, the dank. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... And of course, Marge pulls the classic trope of the mom opening up the dressing room door while the kid's getting changed and embarrasses him. They did that on Home Improvement. I'm sure they've other shows have done it too, and Sherry and Terry laugh at him. But Homer does explain to Lisa that it, that Marge wouldn't understand gambling, even though they say it's okay in the Bible. Really? Where? Yeah, in the back somewhere. And she's just like, "Did so you guys have fun? Yeah, we did. Oh, good." And Bart's modeling his clothes for his friends, and they're literally shaking the car. Daring him to get out. Yep, pretty much. <clears throat> Gotta come out sometime, Simpson. So Homer tucks Lisa in way too damn tight. So she has to uh has to get that fixed. And she I ends can't up feel my legs my arms are my legs. <laughs> so of course they're watching they're watching the game, and of course you realize that Lisa's only like she's only really good at this because she can detect things that Homer can't, like Ah, oh, we're going to win. Well, no. Look at the fear in his eyes and the quiver in his voice. He's not confident. Go for the other team. And she's she even mentions why she likes all the teams, including the Raiders, because they always cheat. Yeah. Sorry, Glenn. <laughs> but, but this yeah, is... So after doing this for a couple of games, she then goes full bore and goes to the library, which has so many more people in it now. Oh, yeah, because reading's <laughs> a thing now. I also love when she's like, I bet my entire college fund, and Homer goes, put $23 down. (laughs) So, 
They're having some uh, some great luck here, and with all of the money, Homer takes them for a night out at the Gilded Truffle. And Marge is like, geez, we could, like, fix repairs with the, the price of this meal. Tut, tut, Marge, you worry about the... And, of course, he does, like, the trying to be the funny customer to the waiter, and the waiter's snooty. I've never heard that before. You know, I'm Homer, I'll be your customer. I like that Bart takes the wine menu. <laughs> It's like, no, no, no. Just bring us your finest, freshest wine. Ah, very good, sir. And Homer even gets the violinist to play Lisa's favorite song, which is a jazz song. Tucking money right into the guy's pocket, too, to do it. One of my favorite gags, though, that they do with the football games is when they're, they they make fun of the cheeseheads. They got the guy in the negative five degrees who's painted his entire body the colors of the team, but he's only wearing a G-string and he's got icicles hanging from him. Yep. Because that's the thing, right? You always see the cheeseheads at the Lambeau Field games when it's like negative 10 and there's a snow actively coming down, but they still got their shirts off and their bodies painted green and yellow. That's a bucket list goal, by the way. I want to go to a football game at Lambeau Field while it's actively snowing on me because that just seems like such a fun time. That's a legit bucket list item, by the way. I can't think of another reason to go to Wisconsin, so I might as well go to a football game. I mean, the cheese, but still. Well, I know, but I can have cheese at the football game. You can do two things. You know, they... It can be two things. They have to. They have to sell cheese gimmick food at Lambeau Field. They just have to. They have to. They have to. So, of course, Homer's... uh, Cashing in at the bar, and Moe's pissy because he's kicking his ass. And he talks. So we go, we go, this episode goes through an entire NFL season. Yeah, it does. We just talked about this in a previous episode about how we want to track how many birthdays these kids have <laughs> because this is this is literally three months of content going on here. This is this is one of those ones where four months many, actually. How many episodes? happen during this episode right because that's the thing is a lot of these episodes probably interspersed with other with other things because this is literally it's them for one day a week for four months it's this episode yeah <clears throat> oh the the uh and of course homer calls sunday daddy daughter day now and then you realize he's making plans to go bowling after the Super Bowl, which is the foreshadowing of what's going to happen. But she learns that it's only a thing because she's winning him money. Right. And uh, Barney makes a reference about his mom being in town. Trivia on that later. We'll get to that. And Lisa even participates in the happiest day of my life book report at school to talk about spending time with her dad, which is better and then Ralph Wiggum's story about how when the doctor said I didn't have worms anymore, that was the happiest day of my life. Thank you, and, Ralph. Very graphic. And now Lisa Simpson. Well, my best day of my life was two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. When Watching... they covered the spread by kicking a last second field goal. <laughs> and Hoover's just, like, almost mortified by this. <laughs> Homer's buying presents for the whole family. Lisa's got the entire Malibu Stacy lineup. Bart even has a gift he'll never get tired of. It's the, uh, you know, shut up, shut up, go to hell. I'll promise yeah. I'll never get tired of this. Marge has got the, uh, the Meryl Streep perfume. And then, of course, the best is Maggie. 
she gets like the cute stuffed elephant and throws it to the side and starts popping the bubble wrap. Yep. Because that's the thing with kids and pets is they don't care about what came in the box. They want to play with the box. You've seen that picture, right? It's like the super elaborate cat tree setup, And then the box that it came in is next to it and the cat's in the box. Because <laughs> that's how it works. If it fits, I sits. There's also a great, there's a great YouTube video. It's a guy, it's a guy in the UK. He does like an introductory, it's like a welcome video. Like if you're staying at a hotel, he does it for his house. Like you're a guest at the house. And everything is also about like being housemates with the cat and what the cat's going to do. And he's like, here in the house are the section of very expensive toys I bought for the cat. But don't worry because she doesn't play with them. And then it shows her going apeshit over one of those toe spreaders to like put makeup to like manicure your toes. And and my wife has one of those, and our cats have absolutely played with it. Like, you know, the stuff that's not toys? Mm-hmm. My old cat went apeshit over the uh, the twist ties the uh, from uh, bread bags. Yep. You throw one of those on the ground, the cat yeah, went nuts. Like, well, that's not great, because they could swallow that, and that could be a problem. Yep, but there they go, going apeshit over it. <laughs> so, uh, that's what they do. But yeah, finally Marge confronts Homer. And he's like, I need to know where you're getting this money from. All right, well, promise you won't get mad. I promise I will get mad, because every time you promise I won't get mad, I get mad. I won at gambling <laughs> gambling with Lisa. Homer, you said you wouldn't get mad. No, I said I would. Come on, Marge, <laughs> gambling's a victimless crime. The only victim is Mo. <laughs> And then Lisa's like, hey, how about after the Super Bowl, we go hiking up Mount Springfield? Well, sorry, but I'm going bowling with Barney. What about Daddy-Daughter Day? It's only seven months till the NFL season, and ugh. Homer absolutely deserves to have Lisa get upset. And Marge calls him selfish, and she's absolutely right. She even has a horrible gambling nightmare as a result of this, where she's like this old lady betting her ring from her third husband on the casino table. And hey, I've been betting since I was eight years old. Since I was eight years old, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so, uh... But Homer has to know who's going to win the Super Bowl. Which they... they the good thing about doing the show now is because we knew that the Super Bowl that next weekend was going to be the Washington Redskins and the Buffalo Bills. So they got that in the episode. They did. Who's gonna yeah. win? He finally he breaks down and he still goes to her and she says, "Well, if I still love you, it's Washington. But maybe I don't love you anymore. It's Buffalo." And he's like, "Oh, son of a bitch!" The best part, she knew exactly what she was doing. That comes back. She gives away all of her Malibu Stacy presents, too. There's, like, the, uh... Yeah, she just rolls up a piece of paper and goes, I, Lisa Simpson, I'm not giving away all of my Malibu Stacy accessories. <laughs> it's just a stampede and... of girls. They, they almost kill Bart. <laughs> and then Homer comes in afterwards. He's like, hey, I got you a Malibu Stacy chinchilla coat. <laughs> and they just and take it right off. comes back and grabs that, too. <laughs> <laughs> also, I love that, uh... Moe's hosting a Super Bowl spectacular with lunch, and he's got bologna and bread. It's like the the Oscar Mayer bologna packet hasn't even been opened yet, and the bread. And it blows Barney's mind. Blows Barney's mind, yep. 
But he's like, Homer, I can't take any more of you can't take any more of my money. He's like, I'm not here to bet. Oh, okay. Cause because he has to shut Barney up with the free beer. And <laughs> then he takes it away from him immediately. We even get a quick Troy McClure cameo. He's got a brand new TV show called Handle with Care. He's like, why'd you want to do TV? He goes, well, you know, I wanted to branch out. And the IRS made me. <laughs> Classic actor trope, right? Yeah. So, of course. I either need to get money back after a divorce or get money back after the IRS siege. <laughs> yep. So, of course, they have the lame halftime show where the people, the aliens show up and start singing Rock Around the Clock. And then they're all cheering on the Duff Bowl. Duff Dry wins. Hey, Homer. Yeah, remember that was the Bud Bowl? Oh, my God. Those were fun. Hey, Homer, didn't you say that if Duff Dry won, your daughter loved you? No, Washington, you idiot. Oh, and Sam the Barfly's like, what you got riding on this game? My daughter's love? Wow. What a gambler. I also love the quick clip to Reverend Lovejoy in church. There's only three people in there, and one of the guys freaks out that he forgot about the Super Bowl. Which is funny as hell, because church is at 11, Super Bowl is at 6. Yeah, so what kind of <laughs> what kind of night sermon bullshit is this? You know that, like, in Wisconsin, they purposely have church earlier during, during the football season so people can get to the game? I mean, that makes sense, right? Because... I mean, because the residents of Green Bay own the team. So just, so yeah, it makes going sense. Going to the game is, like, almost compulsory. Right, that's, so that's literally, literally your team. The church is literally, they will start earlier so they end earlier so people can get to the stadium. Well, I've actually heard, um, you might remember this, but our old friend Nick Ashley, RIP, actually had written a blog piece where he he said that Super Bowl Sunday should be a holiday in America because everyone's paying attention to it anyway. So why, why try to fight it? And I actually think that's a good point. I think if you, it's such an important thing for American citizens. Why not make that Monday like a holiday so people can recuperate? Cause you already know people are calling off on Mondays. They're actively not going into work or they're going into work inebriated because of how many people actively watch the Super Bowl. So is it really that bad of an idea? I don't think it is. I think he's on to something. So, uh, I wish Nick was here to, to, to listen to the show. He would have loved this. So, yep, the, the big end result is that Washington wins, and Lisa knew what she was doing because when Bart even set, points it out, she's like, I suspected as much. She gave Homer the right decision the whole time and tested him. And he passed the test. Not only did he not bet, but he even went on the hike with her the next Sunday. <laughs> Lisa, after I catch my breath, can we go home? <laughs> <laughs> He's got like the sweat stains and everything. And for the end credits of this episode, we even get a special marching band version of the Simpsons theme to play. And that is Lisa the Greek. What do you think, Dan? Uh... It's a good episode. It's a good, uh, you know, father-daughter relationship episode, but it does not rank. Yeah, it's a tough one, right? Because it's good, but among the uh, among season three, is it that good? That's the thing, right? Um, yeah, I know it's it's a tough one, but 
All right. Well, I have plenty of trivia about this episode. So... Also, the Redskins actually did win the Super Bowl that year as well. Yes. So... First piece of trivia. Here we go. So Lisa, angry at Homer, tricking her into helping her gamble on football, makes a bet that if she loves him, the winner of the Super Bowl will be the Washington Redskins. And if she doesn't, it's the Buffalo Bills. When this episode premiered, just before the Super Bowl, those two teams were actually squaring off. And this would have been Super Bowl 26, for those keeping track at home. It's the second Super Bowl I can remember watching. So <laughs> Washington came out on top 37-24. to 24. Over the next three years, Fox made it a tradition to air this episode just before the Super Bowl and change the dialogues that the teams would include whichever teams they were playing that year. According to the DVD commentary, Lisa accurately picks the winning teams every year. Coincidentally, from 92 to 94, three consecutive (laughs) Super Bowls were lost by the Buffalo Bills. Thus, the Simpsons' accurate predictions always involved assuming Buffalo would lose. This is, it starts with them at the second Super Bowl loss for the Bills, too. Yes, because, but there was no Simpsons episode about that that year. So it was actually four years. It was actually four (laughs) years in a row. Can you imagine Uh, being probably the best team in the NFL, but you just couldn't get it done? uh, I know. That, That is, that is heartbreaking, but... I mean, that's, that's, well, isn't that the thing that like the Patriots had that undefeated season and then they just didn't win the Super Bowl that year? The year the Giants won? Last Super Bowl I watched in New Jersey, by the way, because I moved to Florida after that. Yeah, it's, that's just one of those things, right? Sometimes you're the best, but it doesn't matter if you don't win the big one. I mean, didn't Asuka have an undefeated streak and she lost to freaking Charlotte? Mm Mm-hmm. Disappointing. All right, I said I had some trivia about Barney's mom. Homer goes to invite Barney to go bowling on Sunday, and Barney says his mom is coming in from Norway. Well, we do learn in Season 9 that uh, in Simpsons Tide, Barney's mother is actually commander in the Navy. So there's a good chance that she was deployed. So what actually is a throwaway joke about where his mom is actually could make sense. How about that? Uh, Jay Kogan has said that Lisa and Marge episodes tend to be the better episodes because they're more thought out and have more emotional depth to them, but they're harder to write because they're less jokey. The writers therefore made the decision to replace Marge's role with Homer, who tends to be funnier than Marge. Al Jean said that because he has a daughter, the Homer-Lisa episodes are easier for him to write, and he always wants to work on them. Rich Moore has even said that they're his favorite episodes to direct because they're the two most opposite characters in the cast, finding common ground, always making the story interesting. I can agree with that. What do you think? Yeah, and there's also something to be said of the whole classic daddy's girl, mama's boy dynamic. Because even my family's that way. (laughs) I mean, that. yeah, I mean, that's... Some of those relationship stories can be classic. And I mean, my family is the same way. I'm I'm definitely closer and more personality closer wise to my mom. Same with my my dad and my sister. Not that any of us are like not close or anything, but like that's that's always been a difference in relationship. Hell, they even did that with the McMahon storyline, if you remember. It was Shane and Linda versus Vince and Stephanie. 
You know, I mean, my wife's family is the same way. She was closer with her dad than her mom. Her brother was the opposite. I think that's, I mean, sometimes that's just a family dynamic when you have the the mom-dad-son-daughter thing, right? That's, it's a common thing. And it works on The Simpsons, too. Although I don't think they've ever really shown, I mean, they've, they've done Bart and Marge stuff, but I think the big thing with that is that, like, they don't have, like, an active relationship, but they've, they always have the sweet moments, like, Marge stood up for Bart when Milhouse's mom wouldn't let them hang out anymore. And that was, like, a sweet little moment. Even though Bart does leave the house with a freaking BB gun. So maybe Luann was on to something, but, you know. I think that's good stuff. I think that that's a, a common a common thing. Uh, trivia about that, that sighing scene when Homer makes her sit on the sofa. Uh, Yardley Smith, who voices Lisa, said that many people in the table read thought Homer was too harsh in that scene, but they included it anyway. I'm glad they did because that definitely made Homer seem like a whiner and it made more sense when they bonded because it's a slow burn, right? Like first it's letting Lisa watch the game and then later she's like on his lap and then later she's actively working on the gambling. Like she's got the little typewriter and everything. Well, it's also like uh, I just watched um, uh, Saving Mr. Banks about... Walt Disney and the woman that right. wrote Mary Poppins trying to make the movie come together. And there's a part of the movie where she hates the movie depiction of the dad because he destroys the kite. And then they eventually came up with the idea of, yeah, but then he fixes the kite and the family fucking loves him even more. Yeah, good point. Sometimes, Sometimes you have to... Sometimes you have to break something or be harsh in order to uh, to, uh, to to make that work. I could see. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Still haven't seen that, but I hear it's good. It's really good. All right. So did you notice there was a cameo by Ugolin and Cesar from Crepes of Wrath? Yes. Where they're showing, you know, the Super Bowl's popular. The game they, they changed the channel to a <laughs> Lewis movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're obviously doing well for themselves. They're not in prison, and they're even living near the Eiffel Tower, which can't be cheap. So. Uh, gee, Dan, this trivia piece says that the title of the episode was based on Jimmy the Greek Snyder. Yeah. I think you already covered that. <laughs> <clears throat> of course, we, there's, the, there's the funny reference to start spreading the news. It's New York over Philadelphia. Which is a nod to Frankie Sinatra. And of course, Lisa does mention she used to have burping contests with Homer, which of course is just a reference to like her being a kid, but it's actually a callback to the Tracy Ullman shorts because she did have burping contests with Bart. And Marge was not happy about it. So yeah, I think we covered it. Good episode, but does not rank. Uh, any other any other fun football references you caught on this one? Because I just I, I appreciated a lot of the references that they made to what teams were like back then. But it's funny how some of that stuff evolves. That like, oh yeah, we're gonna pick Denver to go over New England, and that is absolutely not the case these days. Well, there's the other thing is like my current favorite team did not exist when this episode happened. <laughs> so, which is which is who? 
Carolina Panthers because they live like tw- the oh yeah yeah the stadium <laughs> didn't even exist. It did not exist. What I don't even f- know if they had even been announced in that in beginning in '92. One of my favorite gags, or it's not even a gag; it's a joke from basketball. Is when they're showing all the sports teams moving cities. And they're like, they moved, and then they moved back again, which just makes no sense. Like, that'd be the Rams. The Rams. <laughs> the Raiders have done that. They've gone between Oakland and LA a few times, and now they are in, in Vegas. They're Vegas, Vegas baby. <laughs> or what about uh, uh, Seattle moving to Oklahoma City? The Super oh, yeah. yeah, in basketball, yep. In basketball, yeah. I mean, well, I mean that happens. Of course, you know my least favorite one. New Jersey's basketball team freaking abandoning us. Thank oh, yeah. God we still got the Devils because we don't have anything else. We have New York football teams that play in New Jersey, but... <clears throat> well, there you go. Lisa the Greek. All right, next time on the Stupid Sexy Podcast, we're going to talk about Homer Alone. I wonder what movie title they're spoofing there. Mm. And that is the 15th episode of the third season, so we are we are past the halfway point, and there are some more GOAT episodes on the horizon. Season 3 will really get heated up. One of my all-time favorite Simpsons episodes, also sports-based, will be taking place in this season, and we are getting close. Actually, hold on. Let me. I have to pull up the list of the uh, the season three here, so I can actually see what we got here. So I want to actually figure out exactly where that's fallen in. Yeah, we are almost there because it's seventeen. So yes, it will actually be because uh, yes, Homer Alone will be this Friday. Uh, Bart the Lover is coming up next Monday, and then the following Friday is Homer at the Bat. That's going to be a good one. One of my top three favorite Simpsons episodes. I'm looking forward to covering that one. You know that we're gonna. that's going to be a long episode because I'm going to be going into all the details. And you're a baseball guy too, so there'll be lots of baseball stock in that one. That is one of the best episodes of all time. Because 1992 is when I discovered that I was a baseball fan. It was around that time. I was that young when I started like actively going to, to local baseball games. Because that's around the time the Ken Griffey Jr. game came out on Super Nintendo, and that's what correlated. So, I was pressured to become a Mets fan, wanted to be a Rockies fan because of Colorado, and chose the Yankees. But we'll cover all the baseball stuff when we get there. All right, so there you go. Homer Alone on the horizon. We'll cover that. Check out all the great stuff on CKCC Radio and our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash club kayfabe where Dan and I might do some more Simpson watch-alongs and even cover other stuff. Uh, All kinds of fun content coming up there. We will see you guys Friday for Homer Alone. I'm Chris, and that's Dan. Thank you for listening to another Stupid Sexy Podcast. Because, like, I'm podcasting nothing at all.